0: indecision is probably one of the most difficult difficult things that leave people very very stressed indecision the inability to make up your mind the inability to decide it's one of the biggest sources the bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways he can't get anything right because he cannot make up his mind we're in Psalm 23. We're doing a series in Psalm 23. It's part five today. And it's called Living in the Goodness of God. And today we're looking at the subject or the topic or the theme of how to be led by the Spirit of God. Let's read together Psalm 23, verses 1 to 3. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters he restores my soul he leads me in the right paths for his name's sake. Let's do that last part again. He leads me in the right paths for his namesake. sake. Before I say anything, I want to clarify two things. Jesus wants to lead for his own purpose. Jesus wants to lead for his own namesake. sake. He has a vested interest in leading you. Did you get that? it's not for your sake it's for his sake. he has a vested interest in your success number two he leads those who are following not those who are straight he leads those who are following not those who are straight so disclaimer right up front before we begin who does God lead who does the Spirit of God lead who does Jesus they lead? he leads the person who has chosen and dedicated and is continuing to follow him in his direction going his way you cannot go in another direction do your own thing live your own way take a two-year time out take a five-year time out from your walk with God and still expect God to be leading not gonna happen are you with me not gonna happen God does not play those games so there's two situations either you're following jesus or you've gone astray when you've gone astray the shepherd does come after you but that's not leading that's grabbing i've told i've told you this that's grabbing he grabs you and we call that restoration restoration that follows repentance first you get back on track then let's talk about leading yeah first you get back in intimacy then let's talk about leading so when you're trying to repair a relationship the first thing that needs to be put back in place is communication i'm not talking to you I am not talking to you. And then in the beginning, also when you are getting back, also little roughness is there, just little bit. And then and slowly it softens and softens. And by dinner time, so then I love you, you love me, we all love each other. Good night, and it ends well. Disclaimer: Before we get into anything else, we're talking about when you are. Dedicated, and you are following Christ. This is what happens. Romans chapter eight, verse fourteen says, "Only those who, only those people who are led by God's Spirit, are God's children." Can you imagine that? This incredible truth. This incredible fact. When God leads you, it is a proof that you are His child. If you are His child, there is proof. There is evidence. There is promise that He will lead you. No Boulevard kids, children no stray children no no children of God will know what their life's all about what they need to do who they need to relate to and move forward with when you're walking there are stops and there are starts it's like a hike so today we're going to talk about five stops and five starts and you want to follow Jesus there are things you got to stop and there are things you're going to have to start let's look at that real quick I'm gonna go fast because I'm covering material but through the week, there are five stops and five starts. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I would like you to take one stop and one start and meditate on it. Please do this for me, because at the speed I'm going to go in right now, as we move in, you may not catch everything. So you'll fill in the blanks and you'll go back to the the audio uh, during the week. But I want you to meditate on what is the thing that you need to really give your attention to. Five stops, five stops these are the things that you need to get out of your life you need to stop if you want God God's Spirit to lead you number one I cannot follow culture that doesn't follow God write it down I cannot follow culture that doesn't follow God does everybody have pens Candace? in the back there can you get some pens anybody got need notes just raise your hand get notes okay some people in the front towards the back we need some pens need some notes but right, I'm gonna have some pens to you so that we, you're to get these pockets in the back of the chairs soon so we can get everything to you right there all right <coughs> number one I cannot follow a culture that doesn't follow God Exodus chapter 23 verse 2 do not follow the crowd in doing wrong you see that verse there? do not follow the crowd in doing wrong if everyone else is doing it it doesn't mean it's right doesn't mean it's right israel had a real issue with this israel kept looking at looking at the nations all around it and kept saying but they have this they have a king they have so many gods they have so many feasts with every god they've got one feast and uh, we also want those kind of feasts with we, we want this we want that we want to be like them we want to go for war we want to have an hour uh, with everything around them looking good looking uh, challenging they wanted to be like that they had this problem from the beginning and they wanted to imitate the nations and finally it came we want our own God we want our own God that's where it's going to finish that is that's where it's going to end Christians and by Christians I mean those who have all chosen to follow Jesus even they sometimes are wooed by the stuff that everybody else is doing there's not that clear conviction that i'm called to be separate i'm called to be separate somebody asked me what is the meaning of what does it mean to be holy it means to be separate to be set apart for a different purpose to be sacred not just to be sinless but to be sacred you can be sinless and good for nothing you can be sinless and good for nothing it's so clean that nobody wants to touch you But God wants us to be separate and useful and we forget that and we go with what's going on all around us. But that's what everybody else is doing. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Do not copy the behavior and the circle behavior, circle values and think about it. Do not copy the behavior and the values of this world. Instead, be transformed by uh, moving into a new person, becoming a new person in the way you think. Then you will know what God wants you to do. And you will know how good and pleasing and... Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Let's get it right first. Don't copy... What? The behavior and the values of this world. Don't copy it. When you choose not to do so and you're willing to live on God's terms, then you will know how good and pleasing and perfect His will is. You're not going to figure out, you're not going to experience His will as good and perfect and pleasing until you're willing to give up what is otherwise good and perfect and pleasing. When you stop that, then you'll get to start this. This is a ball game that God plays which He will not compromise on. You follow me, He says, I will not follow you. You go my way. I will not go. Only one of us can be God in this equation. Do not copy the behavior, the behavior of this world. I cannot follow culture. Culture, the weakness of culture is it's temporary. Culture changes. Culture is affected. Culture is influenced. Fads change. One John two seventeen. The world and its desires. What? The world and its de- desires. 1 John two seventeen. you don't have it it's not even in your notes the world and its desires pass away but the person who does the will of God lives forever the world and its desires behavior and values the world and its it doesn't last it doesn't last let's get a little more personal you ready for this number two I can't follow friends who aren't led by God. I got to stop that as well. I got to stop following culture that is not led by God. I got to stop following friends that aren't led by God. You've got to stop it. You have to let stop letting your friends set the agenda for your life. No friend is so close that you have to do what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? and many of us think that it's teenagers and young people that only go after what their friends are saying we're doing the same thing in fact our friends are senior they are accomplished they are uh, experienced and their opinions matter even more but we have a very dignified way of doing exactly what they do while we point fingers at oh no no I cannot follow friends who aren't led by God if you're not walking with God if you're not following God if you're not submitted to God I cannot do the same thing you're doing. I cannot take my value system from you. You've got to stop it. You've got to stop letting your friends decide the agenda for your life. One John chapter three verse seven. Do not let anyone lead you the wrong way. He's putting the 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 uh, onus in your hands. He's putting the the power in your hands. He says you don't let anyone. Do you see that? Do you see that? It's your decision. You decide who you let influence you. When you switch on that TV and you just go for it and let it all in, you're deciding it that it influences you don't let anyone lead you the wrong way christ is righteous so to be like christ you must do what is right and anyone who keeps on sinning is being led not by christ but by the devil okay so what do i do with all my unbelieving friends those of my friends who don't follow christ i love them love them to bits love them to death tender without surrender love them give them Help them, strengthen them, serve them, but don't follow them. Don't be worried about their approval. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. Keep company with wise friends and you'll become wise. If you associate with fools, your life will suffer great hurt. This goes over and over and over in the Bible. The company you keep decides your outcome don't let anyone lead you astray 1 john 3 7 1 corinthians 5 15 33 bad company corrupts good character the company you choose to keep is the company that will decide your fate so again am i saying get rid of everybody who doesn't believe the same thing you believe no i'm not saying that i'm saying keep stronger company with the one who you want to lead you and be an influence to the other so go ahead and get counsel but get it from somebody who's mature and knows God and has followed God many of us we look down on and we mock and we are cynical about older believers who have walked with God for many years and proven the word they they obeyed it and they found that it was good and perfect and pleasing and they did obey it and they found good and perfect they've, they've done 20 years 30 years and then they're telling you out of the bounty of their heart they're telling you don't go down this road don't marry this one don't do this don't talk like that don't behave like that and we don't take it seriously we don't take it seriously God commands us to love people who do not know him but not to follow their values. Jeremiah 15:19 you will be my spokesperson you are to influence them but not to be influenced by them. So this is a critical issue. How do you balance people you love and people you want to share life with but you don't want to share their values? How do you do that? That's tough. That's how you can come across really bigoted or holier than thou. You could come across like that. So how do you how do you handle that? Look at these two verses very confusing. 1 John 2:15 2, 2, Do not love the world or anything that belongs to the world. John 3:16 Who so love the world? God you can love us. It's a value system versus the people. Love the people, reject the value system. Love the people, reject. Don't compromise. Don't barter. Reject love the people reject the value system we do the opposite by the way we love the value system and we reject the people and try to come across all holy and everything uh-uh, not working no not the god we worship love people and reject their values come on number three what do we got to stop i can't also look to other sources besides god i can't look to also say so say god you're going to lead me God, i've chosen to follow you i've chosen that my life should be built on your purposes i've chosen to live your life the life you have called me to live in that case i must follow you i can't have you and others telling me what to do i can't also look to other sources besides god i'm not talking about asking your mom and dad and uncle and auntie and pastor i'm not talking about that i'm talking about other sources that people normally turn to for guidance for guidance for life Things people turn to in in this world as this palm reading you just have to go to the you just have to go to the mall in a 21st century mall with lifts and escalators there's a guy still sitting there ready to tell you about the direction of your life and you couldn't even find the lift and he's sitting right and people believe this stuff they believe it they bank on it they make life decisions based on it tea leaves reading crystal ball tarot cards horoscope psych I'm not not mocking this I'm warning believers who know the Spirit of God and know the voice of God when you also turn to these things you got to understand That God doesn't look kindly on it. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 10, 11 and 12. Never look to psychics or sciences or fortune telling or stars or people who claim to contact the dead. Never look to them. People who do these things are doing evil and God hates it with a passion. There you are. Plain and simple in English. Why would God hate it? Because I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here. I want to guide you. I want to lead you. I know what's. I planned your future. I planned your life. I paid for your life don't go to any other anyone else and here's the key thing those things in and of themselves may be dicey or spooky or mystery mystery but this is the problem second Corinthians 11 verse 14 Satan masquerades as Satan masquerades as. and when the Bible warns you take it very carefully my brothers and sisters my friends take it very carefully don't agree with me test it don't just agree with me but test it satan masquerades. when satan comes to mislead you he's not going to come the way he is Because if he comes just the way he is first of all he's scared everybody but he masquerades as an angel of light the wall factor the amazing the spectacular he's good with that be careful 1 John 4 verse 1 Don't believe everything What you hear, test it, test it Test it Jesus is the only one who said Come test me, try me So if I want to be led by the Spirit of God Number 4, I must stop being Led by my circumstances Write it down I must stop being led by my circumstances We are big on this one even if you're not big on number three you're big on four (coughs) remember the guy Jonah yeah ark animals two by two remember that he went and hung himself no Jonah so Jesus God said to him Take off to uh, Nineveh, go and preach the gospel. Want to save that nation? This fellow takes off in the opposite direction, but everything's perfect. The boat was ready, the ship was ready. There was an empty bunk or seat or whatever you call it on the ship. <coughs> it was absolutely perfect timing. All provisional situational uh, pointed to the fact that he needs to get on the ship and go to Tarshish. And you think it has to be from God it's just perfect timing the provision was it was just in place everything was absolutely in place provisional circumstances it's got to be God's will I mean she's so beautiful has to be am I saying that when God leads those circumstances aren't perfect that he doesn't always provide on time no those are exactly the same therefore you can get so you have a testing mechanism that goes over circumstances that goes over uh, the other things we're talking in one two and three something greater than that something that is more dependable (coughs) number four i must stop being led by my circumstances number five write it down i cannot be led by my feelings I cannot be led by my feelings. It's sort of miracle. I haven't coughed once properly. The whole week I coughed my constitution out. I cannot be led by my feelings. How many of you got feelings? <laughs> Alright. Your feelings lie to you all the time. Your feelings lie to you all the time most most common mistake is i followed my conscience it wasn't your conscience it was your feelings or it was yesterday's lunch most people base their decisions on how they feel. i just had a, i just had a real peace about this oh i i, I was i was i was too disturbed I, was, I didn't have any peace about this this peace business no eh, you you got to really take it because when Jesus on the cross that wasn't peace when Jesus was heading to the cross that wasn't peace when Jesus was dead for three days nobody had any peace and yet we were smack bang in the middle of God's perfect will you know what I'm saying we were smack bang in the middle of God's perfect will and the angels even were just waiting for Christ to rise because they know the Word of God God's will and leading doesn't always put situations in perfect harmony and around you you've got to you've got to have something greater beyond your reality your physical and emotional existence something a lot more tangible that you can hold on to we're getting there we're getting there so number one stop number two stop friends number three stop other sources number four circumstances number five feelings feelings so what should you do what should you do you can be manipulated by moods you can be manipulated by your feelings isaiah 53 6 says we have all strayed. we've all gone our own way when we strayed it was probably a feeling that took us there it was probably a feeling that took us there here's what you want to do number number one five steps that you want to take forward five steps to letting god's spirit lead you to experiencing god's spirit leading in your life And while you're thinking about that, writing it down, thinking about, let me add a few more things. A couple of more things just to, so you know. When we talk about the Holy Spirit's leading, it is not mystical. It is not mystical. It is not meant for super spiritual people that God's Spirit only leads some people. God's Spirit has been given to every single believer to lead every single believer. So a new baby born into the family of god has the same spirit of god that the the old veteran person walking with god for many many years the same spirit he has god is as committed to the success of the newest member of his family as he is to the oldest member of his family the holy spirit's leading has got to be understood in the right way because there are wrong teachings around us number one I must want to be led write it down I must want to be led end of the day it's not a feeling it's not an emotion it is a volition it is a cognitive decision it's a will I must want to be led it starts with the desire it starts with a longing It starts with a, a willingness Lord I want my life to go from being led by circumstances being led by friends being led by certificates being led by certification I want my life to be led by who you are and where you're taking me I want you to be the first and last person to smile on my life people will not think you're very smart People will not celebrate. They're not going to come running and clapping for you when you make that decision. When you make a decision to be completely and totally follower of Christ, when you decide to bank your life on His promises, you could be flying solo at times. It takes more guts and bravery and faith to live that life than to flow with the crowd i must want to be led the truth is people don't want to be led by god they want to hear what god has to say you said i'm saying they want to hear what god has to say you also tell me what do you think i mean i've already pretty much made up my mind but i'd love to know what you think yeah and then at the end of it yeah i agree with you and the angels go really come up here Deep in my heart, I want to be my own boss. I want to know what God thinks. It would be lovely to know what God thinks, but I want to eventually make my own decision. Now here's the problem. Until I'm putting my until I put myself in a place where I'm willing to do whatever God wants me to do, even before I know what He wants me to do, God's not going to speak to me. Whoa! Did you get that? That's why so many believers never hear from God. So a lot of believers i believe in the in the theology of of the cross and i and i have submitted to it in general because who doesn't want fire insurance and i have given my life definitely to that but with regard to every day of my life hour of my life direction of my life climate of my life person in my life i will make the decisions and therefore i would like to know what you think god doesn't speak they don't hear god's voice they go with what they think is right and they go their own way And sooner or later they then don't know the voice of God don't follow the will of God and at the end of it they turn from God you're not that you're not like them don't go that way don't go that way with all the love in my heart I warn you don't go that way why am I saying this so emphatically because it has to do with your will has to do with your wanting. it's not a feeling most people don't follow God because they felt like it no they don't follow God because it was convenient most people who follow God is because they want to even when you backslide even when you backslide it didn't happen overnight it happened at one point in your life somewhere in your youth somewhere in your late 30s sometimes something happened where you wanted expected desired something for God to work out God didn't allow that in your life and there's a small part of you that shut down Everything else is going fine. You're still going to church, still singing the songs. Everything is there. You haven't turned from your faith, but a small part of you shut down. And now you don't want any more further instruction from him because you don't have any intention to listen to him and do what he says. So therefore he doesn't speak to you. And what you have is a very quiet standoff. And many believers are walking in and out of church, but deep in their hearts, there is a quiet standoff with God. And the problem is God doesn't play that game. He doesn't play that game he is God he doesn't play that game and when he decides that you are to bring to your knees even a guy like Saul 30 seconds done 30 seconds done in my opinion we don't shouldn't say that people are not walking with God we should say that God is not walking with people because how long would it take for God to in, to bring someone to his knees If Saul was no challenge for him how long would it take God to bring a person back to revival again at the end of the day let me warn you and me especially me that God knows our hearts so a lot of the time people are away from God not because they don't want to be with God anymore but because God will not deal with a hard heart okay too much conviction moving on moving on moving on lunches lunch is on its way i must want to be led by god look at the psalmist look at his look at his attitude look at his heart my god i want to do what you want i want to do what you want your teachings are in my heart wow number two i must be willing to do what god says i must be willing to do what god says because god is always going to ask you to do something that he gives you the strength to do He's never going to ask you something that's just so easy for you to do. You could have done it anyway. John 7 verse 17. Whoever is willing to do what God wants and chooses it will know if what I teach comes from God. When you're done writing, please look at this verse. I read it. I don't want you to miss this. Are you ready? John chapter 7 verse 17. Whoever, what's the scope there? There we are whoever is willing to do what God wants and chooses it chooses it wills it desires it will know will be confirmed that what I teach comes from God so how can I be sure that what I'm doing is actually the will of God I choose to do it which comes first the obedience or the assurance the obedience and that order of priority God will not bargain with. but what he does promises those who do the will of God will be sure that in fact they actually heard from God are you with me so those who walk in assurance of faith are people who have obeyed who have obeyed what does this world say prove it test it try it see you know decide for yourself you no know, god says surrender surrender and then i'll prove myself to you you find a person who loves god and is walking in his ways you find listen to me you find god going nuts well that's probably not the right thing. but god going over the top proving himself to these faithful believers let me say it again so you got me Find a person who is humbly walking in the sight of God and obeying God and following God's instruction and living on the oracles of God, the nuggets of, of wisdom. That are, so find someone who's like that and you'll see in that person's life God going over the top trying to prove his faithfulness and goodness to that child. Find me a person who wants to test God and try God on everything and wants to be absolutely sure about everything before you obeys. God doesn't do diddly squat for that person. He just doesn't play that game. I don't know if you noticed but I'm on God's idea. That's half the reason I'm really confident. And I know you love God. And I know that you think about these things. I must be willing to do what God says number three i must look to god's word i must look to god's word so not the other sources not my friends not my circumstances but what do i look at i look at god's word have you ever wondered why i bring my bible always and i put it on the portrait always but i never open it have you ever wondered that because I've already put everything in my notes and I've already put everything on the screen, and it's definitely biblically based, but I still bring my Bible anyway because this is the base of our life, our faith, and even my authority. This. And the moment I step out of this and start giving you my opinion, you're welcome to get up and leave. This is the wisdom of God right here, from cover to cover. I must turn to God's word. Psalm 119 was 104:5 Your word is a lamp to guide me and a light for my path. 2 Timothy 3:16 says all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It strengthens us out and teaches us to do what is right. The original Greek says teaching, reproof, correction, training in righteousness. Four Greek words. Teaching, reproof, correction, training in righteousness. God's word does it all. God's word does it all. Teaching? Well this is what God's word will is. Then what do you go and do? You disobey. You go your own way. How many of you do that? All of us. Okay? So you got teaching. Then the next one is rebuke. Reproof. That's what it means. So you open the word and you're like whoa. Sometimes every day it's like that, no, for some of you. Is another sermon for that. we'll talk about that later but one is teaching and the next one is reproof and the next one is okay this is what you got to do correction get back on track and finally training do it again do it again do it again do it again until it becomes a habit all four things the word of god you need to have a relationship with this bible this is my bible you get your own but you need to have a relationship with this word you need don't, don't just have your phone with all the versions on the phone even in my app I've got so many words again the Bible over there. everything is there it's on the net it's all over the place There are nice verses all over the uh, in the house but your Bible your Bible is your gateway to the will of God your Bible is your relationship with God's Word not only are you reading God's Word but he's speaking to you and you mark what he said on each of those days put the date down and decide what he said what he was saying to you make it your word make it your bible look at psalm 119 verse 133 guide my steps by your word so i will not be overcome by any evil guide my steps by your words i will not be overcome by any evil look at these two statements take these two statements home bury it in your mind commit it to memory number one god's will is found in god's word period period god's will is found in god's word it's not found in tea leaves it's not found in the clouds it's not found in the stars it's not found in your grandmother it's found in the word and god's will listen let me add my own jeremy dawson thing to it god's not going to give his will for your life god's saying i lead you through your mother no i lead you through your past no it helps it helps i'd like to think so i don't want to have a job God's not going to send somebody else to you. This is the word of the Lord I give to you. No, He's not. He's going to speak to you first. Let me tell you this straight up. From this pulpit, I lie. I do not lie. He's going to give you His will for your life through the word of God to you directly. And then He'll send somebody else to confirm it. To confirm it. So you're not the only crackpot thinking that way. At least now there's two of us. You see what I'm saying? But here, here, God's will is found in God's word. So most of God's will is already revealed. It's already revealed. So when you open your Bible, God opens his mouth. When you shut your Bible, God shuts his mouth. So we discover the will of God by studying the word of God. Reading the word of God. Meditating on the word of God. Stop looking for a voice. Start looking for a verse. You read a verse and God will reveal his voice straight to your spirit straight to your spirit you'll hear his voice when you read his verse begin doing what he has already told you to do begin doing what he's already told you to do God's will is in God's word I want to tell you that God does reveal more will than this I want to tell you that don't hear what I'm not saying but when God chooses to reveal greater vision greater tasks greater plans he does it to the one who has already obeyed what has been revealed are you with me okay the next thing is God has already revealed what I need to do in this in in giving me a vision in perceiving in my spirit God gives me and reveals to me what he is going to do did you get that God is not going to reveal to you mystically what you need to do because that would not be fair on others period but God will tell you what He what He wants you to do in the Word, and then He'll tell you what He's going to do in greater ways. After you've done what, why am I being emphatic about this? There's a lot of stuff on this. There's a lot of teaching on this, and you've got to be careful. Stay close to the Word. Stay close to the Word. Tomorrow, if you decide, Pastor Jerry, I like what you said, but I'm going to go check it back on the Word. I will respect you. <laughs> I would respect you. God's will is found in God's word. Number 2, God's will never contradicts God's word. Never in any situation would God say oops or oh, in your state it's you know it's a different uh, situation hey, exception exception for you. No no no. God's will will never contradict God's word. You find any belief, any claim, any situation Any plan that is going against the will of God in His revealed word, you can be sure that not. Some people say, I've had this impression from God. These are words that are loosely used. I've had this impression from God. By the way, that's how cults start. That's how cults start. It's very clear in the scriptures what believers should and shouldn't do. And when we go against that saying, in this particular situation, God has a different plan for me. Whoa! Number 4. Number four. I must ask the Holy Spirit to be my guide. I must ask. I must ask. God's not going to drag you by the collar. He'll never do that. I must ask. James chapter 4 verse 2 says, you do not have because you do not ask God for it. God is interested in every detail in your life. And he wants you to ask him for direction. And the most specific The asking, the most specific, the answer. I dare you to jump into such intimacy with God that you're reading scripture and you ask God, you get to this place, this is my prayer for you, you get to this place, you ask God specifically for something and boom, straight out of there, He gives you an answer. And you're like, are you kidding? Was this there all along? Have you had that? Have you ever experienced that? You think, this was was there all along, but yesterday didn't mean this. And God takes this. I'm not talking about... Decoding and encoding and all that. It's just straight up, straight up. And you write down, through this God assured me, through this God gave me. And then your your Bible becomes a diary, becomes a journal of how God has been speaking to you. And you marked it and you followed it and you go back and say, done. That is the life of a believer led by the Holy Spirit. It's a great, great feeling. Teach me, Lord, what you want me to do and lead me down the right path. How does the Holy Spirit guide us? How does the Holy Spirit guide us? He helps me to remember. He helps me to remember. John fourteen twenty six says, The helper of the Holy Spirit will come and he will teach you all things. He will bring you to, bring to remembrance. So if it's in the hard drive, he'll bring it up and he'll give you just the verse for your guidance. Just the thing that you need to do. And number two, he gives you ideas. He gives you ideas. He puts thoughts in your head when God puts a thought in your head when the Holy Spirit puts a thought it's called inspiration when the Satan puts a thought it's called temptation Temptation. so God does put thoughts he just put ideas in your head <laughs> some of them are mind-blowing ideas you're like what are you serious but the beauty of that is because it's his plan. But you got to ask. you got to ask. Number one, ask humbly. Ask humbly. So God gives, God guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. When there is a humility, when there is an attitude that says, Lord, I don't know what this is going to turn out like, but I'm ready to do it. Lord, I need to hear your voice. I need to... I've heard everybody else. Now I want to know what you think. That Ask humbly. Number two, ask in faith. James says, if you don't ask in faith, you can't expect God to to answer write the last one down number five here in the 21st century everybody doesn't have time everybody doesn't have time and like a child who comes and asks his father uh, something and then just runs away and doesn't wait for the answer we often go tick box read the word prayed done and we don't wait to hear God's answer. Guidance is only as good as the one who is giving it. God wants you to wait. He has something on his heart to tell you. Job 33:14. God does not speak sometimes, sorry, God does speak sometimes one way and sometimes in another way, though people may not understand it. Does God use teachers and impressions and circumstances and pain? Does God use this to speak to us? Yes, He does. Yes, He does. But He will confirm it with the Word. God wants, listen to me, as I close, listen very carefully to me. Let's end on this note. There isn't anyone sitting here this morning who doesn't need to hear specifically about something specific from God right now, this particular date, 6th of August. Each and every one of you needs something from the Lord. But when you ask humbly and you ask specifically and you go to God saying, Lord, I need to know your will on this. God has a solution. If you will be patient enough to wait, patient enough to wait and get it from Him. It means giving time and getting into the Word god wants to show you how he is going to solve your problem look at psalm 77 verse 19 as as the psalmist regurgitates some of god's blessing in the from the past he says your road led by a pathway through the sea your road led by a pathway through the sea a pathway no one knew was there Do you remember the story this is the this is the red sea crossing the people are at the Red Sea crossing and they're standing there facing the sea. They got Pharaoh and his you know, guys charging them from behind. They have got an overnight before they are all destroyed. And little did anyone know that right through the middle of that problem, right through the middle of that situation, God was going to lead them in victory. I don't know what your Red Sea is. But your Red Sea isn't the problem. Your Red Sea isn't the problem. Your can't see is the problem. And you can't see because of the Red Sea. So you wait on God and let him show you. Look at the psalmist. He says, your road led by a pathway through the sea. Who would have known a pathway no one knew was there? The mighty experience of being led by the spirit of god by god himself is knowing solutions to life that nobody else would have figured out you ask your friends they would have never thought about it. you ask your education ask your experience ask the world they would have never figured it out they would have told you of the easiest way to get away from it it would have led you away from faith in god but when god solves your problem not only does he blow everybody's mind but he grows your faith bottom line do I trust God do I trust God you know that right you know that your problem is not the problem the problem is not the problem and God has a way with every head bowed and every eye closed make some decision today pick a stop pick a start make a decision Don't walk out of God's presence without a decision. Always respond when God speaks. And decide what you're going to do about it. Decide who you're going to tell about it. Take a few moments to think, to pray. And as you give to the Lord your offering, the tithes, today is tithing Sunday, as you give to the Lord your heart afresh, as you give to the Lord your hands to serve Him, Tick a box that that explains what your commitment is. There on the card that you've got. Take time to write your story. Listen to this song, let it minister to you.